Good morning and welcome to another episode of Understanding Business. Today is June 25th, 2015, and a week is not complete without some sort of problem. And um, unfortunately, that problem happened today. So our guest was supposed to be Cesar Milan, the uh, famed Mexican-American self-taught dog trainer who is loved by so many people um, who own pets throughout the country. And we were going to be speaking with him today. Unfortunately, a situation has come up and uh, he had to cancel. So um, all, of the, all of you out there who were looking forward to getting a chance to uh, hear from him and to call in and to speak with him, um, I apologize. And uh, we're going to try to get him back on in the future and see if we can make this happen. So I, I unfortunately... It's live, and uh, we do our best to try to make sure that nothing happens like this. But, you know, occasionally things things happen, and there's very little that uh, any of us can do about it. So um, definitely apologize to anybody out there. I know there was at least one person who was extremely excited about the possibility of, of speaking with him. And, uh, again, you know, things happen when you're dealing with, uh, celebrities and live media. So that has left us with a show with no guest, but I'm not going to leave it there with uh, with nothing to say. I always have something to say. And so what we're going to do is what uh, I was taught to do when I was very little. Well, maybe I wasn't, but I learned it. When life gives you lemons, what do you do with it, right? So we're going to make the best out of this, and we're going to try to make this a, uh, a great show regardless. So today what I want to talk about is um, what it means to succeed in life and in business. And uh, one, one important component is believing in yourself when nobody else does. Okay, I think that's a very fascinating topic. I think that um, while I am not as exciting as Caesar Milan by any stretch of the imagination, and uh, again, you know, deeply apologize for the issue that has uh, arisen this morning. Um, let's let's move forward and let's persevere and let's talk about this idea of believing in yourself when nobody else does. So this you know, is really something that uh, is so important for everyone, regardless of whether or not they're in business, whether they are trying to achieve something on a personal level. Um, believing in yourself is the key in my book to success because Every single one of you out there has had an instance in your life where you have been told by somebody that you can't do this, it's not going to work, you're not good enough. You know, how many times have you heard uh, things about athletes, you're too short, you, you don't have the genetics to compete in this sport, you know, Every single one of us has encountered a situation where we are being told by somebody that we are not good enough and that what we're doing is not good enough 
and that has a devastating effect on our confidence level and on our ability to succeed in life. So that is what we're going to, to do with today's show. We are going to, um, we're going to talk about the importance of believing in yourself, and hopefully I can inspire you to persevere and to push past haters, negativity, and those people who tell you that you just can't do it. So let's take a look first at this idea of can't. Where does it come from? You know, who sets these limitations on us? Who says that you can't do something? Where, where do these limitations come from? I mean, if you think about us as people, we have the ability to do anything that we put our minds to. When you're growing up, right, isn't that something that your parents always told you? You can be whatever you want to be. You can do whatever you want to do. You can succeed. But somehow along the way, we're losing that. And I don't know if it's something that um, we're, we're told as young people, you can do anything you want, and then that's, that, that's a, a, a lie you know, by, by your parents. They're telling you you can do anything you want, but they don't really mean it because they're trying to pump you up. And then at some point in your life, they're going to smack you in the face with that reality frying pan. And they're going to say, look, that's not reality. Reality is that you can't do everything you want. But, but let's look at that. Let's look at that can't and that limitation. Do we believe that can't is something that prevents us from doing what we were told as kids we could do, which is anything we want. Do you want to start a business? We can do that, right? But at some point throughout your life, that <clears throat> positive encouragement that you can do anything you want has shifted and become a negative. And you've got people, even people that love you, doubting you. And that doubt can creep into your mind and it can make you lose confidence in yourself to do the things that you believe you could do. And that's a tragedy. And it's a sad, sad thing because as we grow up, as we're, we're evolving into adults, you know, you start to experience some of these realities of life on your own and things don't work out the way that you expected. Things don't work out the way that you planned. There are roadblocks. There's things that pop up that you can't do anything about. Things that you can't fix. Things that you can't control. And how you handle those things, those negative instances, determines what you really can and can't do. So we're talking right now about the limitation of can't that is set upon us, but how? By who? You know, and, and I think that you as an adult have to understand that the limitations that people set for you are something that that person has to live with and deal with, not you. 
But when they're telling you you can't do this, when they're telling you that things aren't going to work out your way, um, you're too short, you're too this, you're too old, you're too that, you know, it has this, this impact on us because regardless of how confident a person is, when you are surrounded by negativity or when people close to you give off a vibe um, of a lack of faith, of a lack of trust, even if they support you, even if they love you, if there's a, a doubt in somebody that you are very close with, it has a very negative, strong impact on your confidence level, on your ability to do what you believe that you can do. So let's go back and, um, and, and go back to childhood for a second. And when you're growing up and your parents say to you, you can do whatever you want, you can be whatever you want to be. If, if it's out there, you can do it. Remember that? And then as you start to get older and your parents realize that maybe there are certain limitations that you have and certain strengths that you have, they start to push you in a very gentle way into that direction. So, for example, if you're five foot two and when you were five years old, you told your parents you wanted to be an NBA basketball player, when you're now 13 at five foot two, you're not going to be supported by your family and, and, and have that dream of being an NBA basketball player because your family's trying to protect you. They're trying to protect you from setting yourself up for failure. Why? Because people that are 5'2 generally cannot play basketball. Okay? But that limiting belief, that negative impact prevents somebody who is 5'2, who can do amazing things, and who could play professional basketball. That negative influence could impact that person's life forever. Because when you hear that you can't do it, and it's somebody that you love and respect and trust telling you that you can't do it, what are you going to do? Most people will say, oh, I can't do it. You know, the, the same mother or father that has supported you, that has guided you and helped you and, and taught you right from wrong, when they tell you you can't do something, it has a, a hard-hitting impact on you. So... How do we get from a kid who's told you can do anything you want and then you start to develop and your parents see some of your limitations or your, your strengths and they try to guide you because they don't want you to be disappointed. Now you're 13 and they're telling you you can and can't do this and you move into your young adult years having these limitations already existing in your head. Well, I can't do this because my parents said this. Or I can't be this because my parents think I would be better off doing this. So I'm not blaming parents at all. I, I, you know, I had a, a good set of parents, and they did the best that they could for me. And I myself as a parent, I do the best that I can for my, my sons. I try to direct them where I think that their strengths are. But I always keep in the back of my mind the fact that I, as their parent, can't limit what their beliefs are because 
There truly is this idea that you can do whatever you set your mind to so long as you are willing to make the sacrifice and the commitment and to learn and to develop. I honestly believe that you can do anything that you set your mind to. But we lose that. We were taught that as a, as a kid, as you know, an under 10-year-old kid. And somewhere along the way, we lose it. And, you know, I think that it stems from the realism, quote-unquote realism, that we face as kids where parents tell us this is what you can't do. And, and I, don't, I, don't, I don't buy that anymore as an adult because when I was younger, you know, when I was in my, my late teens, early 20s, I had ideas about starting a business and um, creating a company that I thought was a very good idea. And I remember going to my parents because that's, you know, that's your support system. You go to your parents. And I remember saying to them, listen, I've got this idea for a business and I'd like to do this. What do you think? And because my parents hadn't experienced being an entrepreneur or starting a business, the initial reaction was, you know, don't you think you should maybe just get traditional work? Um, you know, this is very risky. What if you fail? It's not something that, you know, you can do. And you take that as a young adult. And most of us will say, oh, yeah, I guess you're right. And, and we give up. And we take that dream and we crumple it up and throw it into a garbage can. Never to take it out again. It's done. It's over. And I, I think back to my childhood and my young adult life, and I think, wow, I had had the um, personal strength, the internal strength to say to my parents, you know, in my mind, of course, I love you, but I disagree with you because I believe in myself. I believe that I can do this. I think maybe I would have been more willing to take that chance. But we as human beings need, even if we say we don't like people, we don't work well with people, we need that com companionship and support on some level from our peers, our, our friends, people in general. We, we, you know, going alone is a very difficult thing. And uh, as a matter of fact, there's a show that's coming on in one of the networks, a reality show, where they take a guy or a girl and they drop them in the forest and it's called Alone. And the idea behind the show is let's see how long this person can last alone. And while it's a reality show, I think the premise of being alone, the idea of being alone, is something that we can all relate to. Nobody wants to be alone, even if we say we do, because at some point you want that encouragement, that interaction. You want to hear from other people. You want guidance. You want something from somebody else. So to say we like being alone, not true. Maybe we like to have moments of alone, but we need people. And when we need people and the people that we put our trust in are doubting us, doubting our abilities, it has such a hard-hitting force. How many times have you experienced something where you've got this great idea and you're all gung-ho and you're going to move forward with it, right? And then somebody says something to you to make you think twice, to doubt yourself. 
It's like running into a brick wall. It's like smacking your head right into a wall and saying, oh, I guess I can't do that. Or maybe I should think twice. I'm not talking about being stupid. I'm not talking about jumping into something where you've done no research, where you've not really contemplated whether or not this is a good idea. I mean, for me to say, oh, I'm going to be an artist tomorrow and uh, expect to sell art in an art show next week, that's stupid. That's ridiculous. Right? But if I said to myself, I want to be an artist, and I committed the time to learning it, to practicing it, to honing that skill, why couldn't I be an artist? And I, I challenge people who have this limitation, this limiting belief, to find something that you passionately believe in that you can't do. And, and I'm going to say that there's nothing that you can't do. But we go from that kid being told you can do anything you want, anything that you put your heart and mind to, to adults where we're told you can't do this, you can't do that, you're not going to succeed at this. People downplay what we've done. And where do we find ourselves in moments like that when people are saying you can't do something alone? And we just talked about how being alone is something that we as humans don't cope well with, not on, on extended terms, right? I mean, even if you go back to, to biblical stories, Adam had Eve. It wasn't just Adam. So we need companionship and support. But when somebody says to us, you can't do this, your business is going to fail, this is stupid, you know, you're not that important, what you're doing doesn't really matter. When you hear those things, that automatically puts us into an alone state where you feel hopeless, where you feel rejected and saddened. And all of those dreams and hopes and those expectations that you had for yourself, it's like brick wall. You run right into this brick wall and you lose it. And now you, you take a step back and you think, well, maybe this person's right. Maybe I can't do it. And what do you end up doing? You give up. And when you give up, you're dead. Your dreams are dead. It's over. There is no moving forward beyond that. So let's talk about how we can deal with naysayers and people that don't support our, our beliefs in ourselves. How can we deal with that? How can we, you know, we, we talk about understanding business on the show all the time and principles of business and marketing and skills and maybe legal aspects of it. But at the heart of it all, and I've said this on a lot of the interview shows that we've done with guests, the heart of it all comes from belief in yourself. There is not one person out there that created a company that did not believe in themselves. And that is what sets people who are successful apart from people who are not successful. And it's hard. It's hard. We all struggle with confidence issues. We all struggle with belief in ourselves. And we all struggle with the ability to fight off these forces of negativity, even if it is meant in a loving fashion, even if it comes from somebody that we love, respect, trust, it's, it's a great deal of effort to fight off those words, you can't do this. 
you know, and sometimes in our lives, we've been faced with situations where somebody has said to us, you can't do this. And it's maybe it's somebody that we don't really know well, or somebody that we don't really respect. And what does that do to us? Well, for most people, it fuels this fire. It's the old screw you, I'm going to show you, because success is the best revenge. And you feel that fire and you say, you know what, I can do it. But it's different when that negativity is coming from somebody close to you, a close friend, a close family member, somebody that you love and respect. Because there's a distinct difference between some stranger telling you, hey, you can't do this, and you ratcheting up that, that, that fire, right, igniting that flame and pushing yourself and saying, well, now I'm going to show you. There's a distinct difference between that and somebody who loves you, who's looking out for your best interests, sharing in your life with you, and they say to you, oh, you can't do that, or I don't understand why you're doing that, or that's not going to work, or that's not going to be successful. There's a, a, a great difference in my opinion. And it's harder, a hell of a lot harder to move forward when you've got somebody that you love telling you don't do something. All right, so where does that leave us? Well, we know that we're told at birth, you can do whatever you want. Then we know somewhere along the way, people get this idea of being realistic and say, now you can't do that. Nothing has changed except somebody's told you you can't do something. And then we believe that. We believe we can't do it. We move forward into adulthood with those same set of, of belief systems now that we can't do something, and so we don't even try. Then we get to the point where you're faced with decisions in your life. What do I do? Do I have an opportunity here? I have an opportunity to start a business. Do I do it? And you think back to when your friend, relative, whatever it might be, your close person said to you, you can't do that. And you've got this doubt. You know, doubt is something that we have no matter what we do. Doubt creeps up on us all the time. You know what's the worst? The worst is when doubt creeps up on you and it's reinforced by somebody that you care about or somebody that is telling you you can't do something. Because now you've got to deal with that demon of doubt, right, where you have to fend that off yourself. But on top of that, you've got this person who you care about, telling you, not going to work, not going to do it, not going to succeed. Terribly hard. How do we overcome that? How does that work? How do we deal with that? Because I'll tell you what happens. If you don't deal with it, you're not going to succeed at anything. You are going to be mediocre. And being mediocre is not necessarily what you were meant to be. You know, and a lot of times people say to me, well, I'm happy with being mediocre. I don't really know anybody that's happy being mediocre. I'm not saying you have to be the best, biggest name in the world. What I'm saying is that you have to be the best that you can be. And that's important for your personal life and for your business life. You have to understand what you can do because only you understand that. And you have to you know, push past the negativity. So let's, let's give a real-world example for a second. Um, let's talk about being online, right? This, the great online community, 
and we're out there and we're putting ourselves out there and um you know all of a sudden we get a negative comment you know you put a video out there for example and you get a negative comment or you get a nasty remark what do you do how does that make you feel i mean doesn't that destroy your confidence doesn't it make you think twice doesn't it make you say maybe i should take the video down doesn't it make you think well maybe i shouldn't do this anymore why because some stranger that you don't know left some negative comment about something that you put out there well why should that bother you well the reason it bothers you is because you put your personal self out there your your personal belief your personal views you you gave some of yourself to somebody and they have turned around and rejected you and so that's why so many people are afraid to, to go out there and put themselves out there. Oh, I don't feel confident in the way I look. I don't feel confident in the way that I dress. I don't feel confident in uh, my ability because I've been told throughout my life that I shouldn't do this. I've been told that my you know, stuff that I'm putting out there, that my sound no good. And then we start believing that we're no good. And, and what does that lead to but self-destructive behaviors? How can you be a successful entrepreneur and be fighting off all the time the negativity that you can't succeed? Because you know what happens in being an entrepreneur or owning your own business or uh, building a company? You know what happens? You are going to fail. You are going to have roadblocks. You're going to have disappointment. You know? We had a show scheduled to today. Didn't happen. Couldn't get the guest. You know, it, it, it fell apart. Okay. So there's disappointment there. Now, am I going to go and say, wow, I had this, this show planned out. It didn't work out. Now I'm not going to put myself out there and, and you know, do the show. And, ah, you know, I'm just, I suck. You know, am I going to do that? No. Maybe you, maybe you feel that way about me. Maybe you think, oh, well, you know, this sucks. But I'm going to put myself out there anyway. And am I the most super confident person in the world? No, absolutely not. Not at all. Because the things I'm talking about, I've experienced. You know, having a loving family that tells you, don't do this, don't try this, don't do that. You can't do this. When I was in college, I'll tell you a quick story. I was I was a javelin thrower in high school. Um, I had I was very good actually, and I had won a couple a couple years of county championships. And I was now applying to college as a junior going into to, to senior year. And I'm five eight. Okay, so I'm not super tall. I'm five eight. And I went to the coach and I said, Listen, I've won all these championships. I won the Garden State games, the county matches. And I'd like you to help me get into a school where I can continue to throw the javelin. It's a unique sport. It certainly isn't something that everybody does. And I thought I had a decent chance. And the coach said to me, listen, son, you're too short. So I'm not going to bother with you because you can't do it. And, you know, as a teenager, a rebellious you know, spirited teenager, my initial thought was, screw you, because I am going to do it. And sure enough, I did. Got into college. I was offered scholarships. Every school that I applied to 
I was able to get into. I was able to get on the track team and compete throughout college, do quite well, and, uh, and have a, a successful athletic career. And it's not because of the help that I receive from anybody other than, you know, myself and my father, who had believed in me and helped me. But I could have very easily taken that advice from a coach, somebody that I looked up to, and said, you know, he's right, I'm too short. I can't do this. But, you know, that's not how I felt at the time. But I think that, you know, as we transition through life from childhood where we're told we can do anything into that next stage where we're told we can't do certain things, and then we get into our teenage years, I think just as a matter of defiance, something that, that, I mean, I think every single teenager has a level of defiance in them. I think that because of that defiance, we're able, most of us as teenagers, to fight the man, to fight the power and to say, no, no, you can't tell me what to do. I'm going to do this. But as we transition from teenagers to young adults, 20s, 21, you know, 25, 30, things change. We are faced with the harsh realities of the world. We're faced with things that are unfair. And, you know, when we have, when we do the legal shows, I talk all the time about the law is not fair. It's not fair at all. Nothing's fair. It is what it is. And it depends on how you interpret what is happening around you. But that doesn't mean that what's happening around you has to happen to you. And it is extremely difficult to get to that point in your life where you can take the intelligence that you have um, have developed over your years as an adult and bring back some of that defiant teenage spirit and say, I can do this, right? It's all about being honest with yourself, but don't be fooled by the people that tell you that you can't do something. You know, belief in yourself is, is a skill. It's a skill. It's not something that you're born with. Confidence, you know, people are going to argue with me over this. They're going to say confidence is something that you are born with. You're either born confident or you're not. I don't buy it. I buy that you can develop confidence. I, I buy that, you know, maybe some people like themselves more than others and they're more arrogant or more cocky, but that's not confidence. Confidence, in my opinion, is a learned skill. Belief in yourself is a learned skill. You might not believe in yourself, but you might have um, tasks or experiences where you're doing something and you're getting rewarded. You're doing it right. Think back to, you know, to, to school. You were told you're not a good student. You're not good at math. You're not good at math. And let's say that some of that defiant spirit came out and you went and you got a little extra help and now you take a math test and you get a B. And then the next test you get a B plus. And then you get an A. And then you get an A and an A and an A. Now, what has that done to you and your confidence? Well, by the time you're on your third or fourth A, now you have confidence and you believe in yourself. Is it something you were born with or is it something that you learned and developed? You develop confidence by small successes. And that is why there are so many books, so many self-help books out there that talk about baby steps. Because what the idea of baby steps means to us is building our confidence brick by brick, step by step. Confidence is a learned skill, a learned behavior. 
When you are told over and over again that you can't succeed, that you can't do something, that you're not equipped or capable of doing what you want to do, when you're told that over and over again, the same way that those positive baby steps moving forward can help develop your confidence and reinforce positive beliefs in yourself, it's the same thing but in reverse. When you hear, you can't do this, I wouldn't try this, this isn't working, you're wasting your time, now your confidence is in the toilet. What can we do to prevent our confidence that we work so hard, our belief in ourselves, we work so hard to build up from hitting rock bottom? How do we do that? What therapist do we go to for that? Nobody. There's nobody that you go to but yourself. And I think that we are a culture of reactors. We react instead of driving that bus. We react to circumstances. We react to the way that people interact or respond to us instead of driving the bus, instead of knowing where we want to go and what we want to accomplish. When you don't know that, when you don't have that direction or know where you're going, then how can you take those baby steps towards success? You know, the example of the kid that was a C math student and now develops into an A math student, what was the goal? Well, the goal is I want to do better in math. I want to get an A in math, not a C. So he, that kid knew the direction that he was going in and worked towards it. We need to know the direction. We need to drive the bus. Now, when you start a business or any sort of um, venture where you're putting yourself on the line, when you're putting yourself out there for people to like, to criticize, you have to be able to cap that negative return. You have to be able to cap that advice from outsiders, right, people that are not in your family, but you also need to be able to cap it with your family too. It's really hard because how do you have somebody that you're close with, that loves you, that supports you, that tells you when you do a good job, but then at the same time tells you that this idea that you have, this belief that you have, this desire to start this company, it's not going to work. It's not for you. You're not equipped to be an entrepreneur. You're not equipped to have your own business. You're not doing this the right way. Why does so-and-so have so much more? Why does so-and-so come home earlier than you? Why does so-and-so make more money? All of those things build up and can weigh you down to the point where you just want to give up. Just want to give up. How many entrepreneurs I've spoken to who have had, they have great relationships with their, their significant other, their spouse, great relationships, get along, super. But at some point in the relationship, the other person doesn't believe in what they're doing. And whether it's out of um, self-preservation or fear of the unknown, the advice, the direction, the thoughts that come across are negative. Are you sure you want to do this? Are you sure it's a good idea? Are you sure you can do this? 
And then you start to doubt yourself. And once you doubt yourself from the influence of a loved one, you know, you're, you're nailing that coffin shut. So what do we do? Okay, let's get back to that point. Well, anybody out there see the movie The Pursuit of Happiness, uh, that Will Smith movie about um, Chris Gardner? That was a great movie. True story. I'm sure a little Hollywood embellishment, but true story. And um, what's so great about Chris Gardner is that he went through, if you, if you read anything about his life and if you watch the movie, let's just talk about the movie for a second. You watch the movie, you see how he went from being accepting or, or, or accepting his circumstances as, uh, you know, an average everyday guy to having something terrible happen and having his wife leave him because she didn't believe in him anymore because things weren't going well and her own security was threatened. And so she left him. And here he is now with his son, with no job. I mean, it's an absolute wonderful story. And it's a true story. And I'd love to talk to him about his experiences because we can learn so much from him. So here's a guy. He's okay, right? He's, he's mediocre. He's happy. He's content. Things go wrong, loses his job. And now his, his um, wife, I don't remember if it was his wife or his girlfriend, but the mother of his child leaves him, right? How, how much more um, non-support can you get from somebody that you love? He loved her. She left him. She said, this isn't working. And what does that mean when things go, go bad in your life, things go bad in your business, and the person says, this isn't working, you shouldn't do this, you should go get a job, stop being an entrepreneur, stop working for yourself, stop trying to do this, stop trying to do that, because it's not working. What does that do? Man, that hits hard, right? That makes you think twice now. Here's this person that loves me, and they're telling me that I can't do this, that I should give up. This is different than the person down the block that says, hey, you know, this is a joke. You know, you suck. Your business is not going to work. Those people you don't care about. Those people fuel the fire but the people that are close to you. They're the ones that impact your belief on yourself. And in this Pursuit of Happiness movie, um, you know, he goes through that cycle of despair, of believing that he can't do something, anything, be successful. But there's a point where he hits rock bottom and he realizes that he's got to do something. And he went from not believing in himself to developing this belief in himself. And it's amazing because as we evolve, and we're talking about this you know, back from when we were kids all the way to adults, and we go through these cycles of confidence, these cycles of belief, these levels of, um, uh, of what we believe we are capable of doing, and we let the outsiders, the outside world, but more importantly, the ones that we're closest to, influence whether or not we can do something in life or in business. And they 
are directing us to go one way or the other. But in this movie, for example, Chris Gardner doesn't allow that to happen once he reaches a point, once he realizes that he is alone. And as he's alone, and of course, he has his kid. But what I'm saying is that internally, I think that he has acknowledged that he was alone and that there is nobody else to depend on but himself. And it was up to him to support his, his son. And he did what he had to do. It was a great success story. He is a um, successful person. Now he turned his life around unbelievably um, to become a very wealthy individual from nothing. And what does that movie and that true story teach us? Well, it supports some of my theories. First theory is that confidence is something that is developed and honed, something that is a learned habit. It is not something that you're born with. You're not just given confidence. I can't find one person I've ever spoken to who always, always is confident. There's always this level of doubt. And you have to overcome that. Okay? So how do you do it? Again, we were talking about the idea of small successes. So in business, you're going to have a ton of disappointment. It's the way it is. You know, when, when, I, when I give speeches to entrepreneurs and, you know, people who are starting their own companies, I think that we're so excited to hear a speaker say, this is the greatest decision that you've ever made. Your life is going to start brand new right now. You're starting your own business. You're starting your own career. And, and you know, yay. Well, all right. Yeah, there is a lot of yay involved with being an entrepreneur for sure. Right? Why would we do it otherwise? But I think you've got to be realistic. So if I am giving a lecture or a speech or I'm meeting with a client and, and that person says to me, I'm so excited. I'm going to say, yeah, this is exciting. And then when they say to me, you know, this is the greatest thing I'm ever going to, I've ever done, I'm going to say, yeah, you're right. And then they say to me, is there anything you have to worry about? And I'm going to say, yes, there is. There is disappointment. There is fear. There are naysayers. There are critics. There are family and friends that for whatever reason, whether it is jealousy whether it is insecurity in themselves, whether it is just a lack of understanding about what you're capable of doing. Maybe they don't even mean it. Maybe they don't even realize it. But they aid in lowering your self-confidence, lowering your ability to do things. So I tell that to people. And, and I say to them, listen, if you know about these roadblocks, you can do something about it. Remember, for those of you who remember AAA, right, um, you'd get a, they used to call it a trip tick. So when you're going on a, this was way before GPS. If you're going on a vacation, people used to go to AAA and they'd get this trip tick. And you'd have the guide draw out this map of wherever you were going. And they would say, well, there was construction recorded here and they highlight it in a little highlighter. And they do that throughout your trip. So that as you are going on your trip, you're driving, you know, all right, I'm going to avoid this road because there's construction or I'm going to be prepared because there's going to be traffic delays. Remember that the old trip tick for anybody out there that uh, remembers AAA? Well, um, why do you do that? 
Why do you want to know about that? Because you want to plan ahead. You want to know that by the time you get to Georgia, there's going to be construction that's going to delay you. And maybe you can go an alternate route. Well, that's, that's a good metaphor to use for your life and for business when you're trying to be successful in business. Don't you want to know up front what the potential pitfalls are, where those roadblocks are, where the road construction is, so that you can deal with it? People like to stick their head in the sand, pretend there's nothing bad, pretend everything is going to be okay. And by doing that, you open the door for frustration and, and fear because you're not prepared for the negativity. You're not prepared for your significant other or your brother or sister or father or mother or best friend to say to you, I don't understand why you're doing this. I don't understand why you're pursuing this. You'd be better off, you know, getting a job. Really, really tough. But if you can prepare yourself for that and acknowledge and realize that those things are going to happen, it's going to help you to visualize your response to them. That's Remember we talked a, a little while ago about that brick wall. You're super excited. You're moving forward with an idea. And out of the blue, somebody that you love says to you, this is stupid, not going to work. You know, bam, you ran into that brick wall and you just completely give up on yourself. But what if you knew that that brick wall was coming? What if you knew that somebody was going to be critical of what you were doing, somebody that you care about, somebody that you love? Would that have helped you? Would that have helped you avoid that wall? Maybe you wouldn't have run so hard. Maybe you would have found an alternate route. So the importance to um, understanding the the, the traffic along the way for entrepreneurs, I think, is critical. We, we talk all the time about entrepreneurs and the positivity and the great things that come out of it. And, and that's what people want to hear, right? Blow smoke up my ass all day long because that's what I want to hear. But what I don't want to hear is reality. And this is different reality than the reality I'm talking about where somebody says to you, you can't do something. You don't have the ability to do that. That's not reality. That's somebody's belief, not yours. Reality is that things happen. Things go wrong. That's reality, regardless of who you are. Right? Had a guest scheduled for today. Canceled. Okay. That happens. Am I prepared as a host to know that maybe somebody that we schedule for a show is going to fall through? Sure I am. And... Am I still sitting here talking about something? Absolutely. So knowing that there are realisms out there in the world when you're a business or personal uh, life, that helps you prepare, that helps you avoid that traffic delay. Because you know that, listen, somebody in my family is not going to believe in what I'm doing. Somebody in my life is not going to be as supportive as I need. Somebody is not going to understand what I am capable of doing. These are internal discussions that you've got to have with yourself. You know, people talk often about uh, meditating and um, the importance of spending time with yourself and meditating and thinking about what you can do. Well, you know what's really behind meditation? It's the ability for you to have an internal discussion with yourself, for you to influence yourself, 
for you to be your own cheerleader. That's what's important there, okay? That's why meditation is important. I don't care what you call it, but taking that time to clear your mind and to say, I believe that I can do this. I have a passion for it. I know I can make this happen. You know, that's what's important. That's why the idea of meditation works. Not because, you know, you're sitting on the floor with your legs crossed going, um, I mean, it's because, um, it's because of, of your, of your inability to, uh, or, or it's, it's what, what it is, I should say, the, the idea of meditation is that you've got the time to, uh, to, to think to yourself. Um, just want to mention, because we're streaming live on Meerkat, uh, Market Slayer, um, wanted to just mention to you, he, he was talking about the interview that was scheduled for today, and unfortunately, as does happen occasionally with live shows, um, we had a cancellation, it, the show is going to be rescheduled, but you didn't miss anything. Um, so we're talking today, I tried to create a show when I had prepared for, for the guest. We're talking about uh, believing in yourself and the importance of believing in yourself and how to move past the negative impact that people who are close to you might have on your beliefs and in your confidence. Uh, but Mark and Slayer, I want to thank you for checking out the YouTube live show. Um, and, you know, look, things happen, right? But that's one of those realisms in life and in business that I'm talking about. You have a plan and things happen, right? I'm sitting here right now and somebody is outside, even though the window is soundproof, with a, a leaf blower. Can I help it? No. I'm not going to, you know, say, oh, I can't, can't do this anymore because there's a leaf blower going on out there. These are the realisms in life. Things go wrong. Things happen. People fall apart. People don't keep their promises. People lie. Um, if you understand those truths in life, I think that it's the equivalent of the old trip tick on your trip down, you know, down to Florida, knowing that there's going to be construction on exit five. So I think that that's the realisms that we have to learn as we grow and develop, okay? Realize that there's going to be disappointment. Realize that there are going to be hurdles. Realize that things are not going to go smoothly all the time. Realize that things are going to be difficult and that hard work is going to be necessary in order for you to accomplish what it is that you set your mind to. But the most important thing that you can do is to have that internal conversation with yourself even on a daily basis. You know, people pray, right? When you, when you pray, regardless of who you're praying to, but when you pray, it's almost this internalized meditation. It's this time with yourself as well as, you know, whoever you're praying to. But even in, you know, for example, the Christian religion, you know, if, if I say a prayer, while I'm saying that prayer, I'm thinking to myself about what it is that I'm praying for or, or, or you know, asking for, whether it's forgiveness for something or help with something, whatever it might be. But that's time with myself. And, and that's why I don't care what you call meditation. I don't care what you call it at all. You don't need incense. You don't need a yoga mat. All you need to do is to take time during the day 
to think with yourself, to, to talk to yourself, because only you can combat the people that are going to be negative out there and say that you can't do something. And like I said earlier, I don't believe that confidence and belief in yourself is an um, inherited trait or an inherent trait. It is a learned skill. The same way that public speaking is a learned skill. The same way that being an auto mechanic is a learned skill. Being a lawyer is a learned skill. Everything we do is a learned skill. Sure. Do some people have certain traits about them that maybe fit best in a particular career, job, business, lifestyle? Sure, sure. But does that mean that I can't do something. Who was the guy who played for, I think it was the Chicago Bulls years ago, right? Maybe in the 90s. Little guy. I uh, can't remember his name. Mo, maybe. Just can't remember it. But he was, um, I, I think he was like 5'5 five, five or 5'4 five, or something really considered to be short for the NBA. And he went out there and he played professionally. And people commented on it. What if he had listened to everybody in his life? What if he had listened to his family? Because I'm sure that somebody in his family, whether it was a cousin, an aunt, an uncle, a brother, a sister, somebody said to him, you're not going to be a basketball player. You're too short. Are you kidding me? These guys are seven feet tall. You're not going to do it. And if he had listened to that, where would he have been? So you can't stop people from saying things about you. You can't stop loved ones from doubting you. But you have to take the time to get off of autopilot and to sit with yourself and to say, all right, what is it that I want to accomplish? What's the goal? How am I going to achieve that goal? How am I going to create baby steps to build my confidence and my belief in myself? And how am I going to prepare for and avoid the negative roadblocks that I know are inevitable. When things don't go well and somebody says to me, oh, that didn't work out, how am I going to deal with that? How am I going to handle that? So I'll give you an example, right? We had a guest schedule. It didn't happen today. Problem with the, with the scheduling? How, and and do, I, do I prepare for those things? Yes. You know, you, you just have to be prepared for it. And, um, you know, you just think, yeah, thank you, Marcus. So it was Muggsy Bowes who I was thinking of um, from the Bulls. That's exactly who I was looking for. Thank you. And if, if you had believed as Muggsy Bowes that you were too short because your family told you, because your friends told you, your girlfriend, whoever it might be, you wouldn't be playing basketball. You wouldn't have had that, that career, that opportunity. So, you know, that is a prime example. What do you think? Muggsy Bose had to say to himself in order to develop that confidence because I'll tell you you know everybody anybody ever hear of the Napoleon complex right they say that super short people have this complex because they're short look I'm 5'8 I'm average height but when you put me next to a group of guys that are 6'5 do you feel like whoa you know I'm, I'm slightly intimidated not out of fear that somebody's going to harm you but you know they just look bigger than you right so there's that that innate sort of lack of of confidence and i'm sure Muggsy Bowes had the same thing i'm sure that it wasn't easy for him i'm sure that he wasn't born with 
a super level of confidence. It was a learned skill. He developed it over time. And every success that he had on the basketball court, that helped him transition and develop that level of confidence. So getting back to what I was saying about you know, dealing with people that are going to tell you you can't do something, how do you combat that? You talk to yourself. You make yourself understand that this is going to happen. You expect it. You prepare for it. You actually visualize somebody criticizing you and somebody that you love because that has more of an impact than somebody that you don't know. And you think about, how am I going to handle this? And I'm not talking about hours out of the day. You need five minutes to think to yourself in the morning, what am I going to do today? How am I going to accomplish my tasks? What are my goals? What is my direction? What do I want to achieve today? And I don't care if it's not written down, because I know there are so many people out there that say, oh, you've got to have your goals for the day and for the week and for this written down. Goal setting, critical. Absolutely. Do I need to sit there and write it down every day, all day? No. Do I need a business plan that's you know got everything soup to nuts? No, I don't. I don't. I don't believe it. What you need is a plan. You need a direction, and you need to take small steps. So you wake up in the morning, and how many of you out there wake up and say, "What am I going to do today?" Don't you have that conversation with yourself already? Well, what do I have to do today? If it's a weekend, don't you wake up and say? What do I have to do today? I have to go to the dry cleaners. I have to go to the, the laundromat. I have to go to the grocery store. Don't you do that already? And doesn't that internal conversation help you plan your day? And don't you have a better day when you have a plan in place? And I bet you that when you're planning out your weekend day and you're going through your errands, if you hit traffic, if the laundromat is closed, you're able to adjust to that because you've got a level of understanding that things could go wrong that day. Things could happen. When you wake up in the morning, for your personal life, for your business life, you need to take that five minutes. I don't care if it's in the shower, on the toilet, while you're brushing your teeth, and think to yourself, what am I going to accomplish today? And know the direction that you want to go in. I don't care if it's one thing that you need to accomplish that day, one phone call that you have to make, one letter that you have to write, one client or customer that you have to respond to. Maybe that's the most critical thing that you have to do that day. Have your direction. Know what you're going to do. And then talk to yourself about how you're going to do that. Well, I know I've got to, uh, I've, I've got to call a client, and I know it's not going to be a good call because I've got some bad news for the client. How am I going to do it? What am I going to do when that person tells me that I suck? How am I going to respond? Last night, I don't, I don't know how many of you watch uh, reality television, but I unabashedly uh, watch some reality television. And, and one of my favorite shows is um, Million Dollar Listing on Bravo and the New York version of Million Dollar Listing because – the real estate brokers on that show are quite uh, a bunch of characters, but you can also learn a lot for them. And there's this one broker in New York on the show, uh, Ryan. And actually, I think he was in a movie um, with, I want to say, um, oh, can't remember the guy's name. He was in the Fockers. Uh, well, if you think of anybody thinks of, of his name out there, let me know. Uh, just can't remember his name. Um, 
He's Greg Fokker. So anyway, I think that Ryan is in this movie with him that, that's coming out. But let, let's talk about what happened real quick last night. So Ryan has a property that he's selling. He strikes a deal with the purchaser. He's representing the seller, and they're good to go. He's going to get like a $300,000 commission. Imagine that, right? $300,000 commission on that sale. And uh, the day before things are going to be finalized, he gets a call from the purchaser's broker. And the purchaser says, listen, I have to cancel this deal. And I cancel the contract because my client got arrested. And Ryan was like, you know, wow. And now he's got to call his guy. And he's going to tell his guy that this deal fell through, that the purchaser got arrested. And he does. And the guy gets really, really angry with him and fires him. Says, "I'm going to get a new broker. You know, you this, this what have you brought me? This sucks." Now, Ryan, if you watch the show, seems to be a super confident guy. Well, again, not an innate trait. It is a learned skill. And yep, Ben Stiller. Thank you, Market Slayer. And you're you're on top of things today. You're helping me where I forget what it is I'm trying to say. So, yeah, Ben Stiller is the actor that, that uh, this guy, Ryan Serhan, is actually in the movie with. Um, but Ryan was upset, right? He made the call and got fired. And he was angry. But you know what? There's a level of expectation that things could go wrong. And while he was surprised by the call and surprised that the deal fell through, he knew that he had to contact this guy. He knew that he had to make a bad call. He says to his limo driver or whatever, drive around the block because I'm going to make a very um, upsetting call. One of the worst calls I've had to make. In that moment, he is thinking to himself, he knows he's going to make a bad call. And he is preparing himself for what that could be. And what he doesn't say after the deal falls through and the guy fires him. He doesn't say, I suck. He doesn't say, I'm the worst. I should quit. Why? Because he prepared for that in that moment. And I know that this is um, you know, getting off into like psychological areas, but it, I think it's really important for you to have that internal conversation with yourself. Because what do you do when you have a family member, a loved one, a best friend say to you, don't start this business, you can't do it. Give up because you're not making enough money at this. Um, go find another job. Go find another career. You can't do this. Don't even bother. Don't try. I don't want to see you be disappointed. You're not going to make it. What do you do when you're faced with that? And remember at the top of the show, we talked about the fact that that is so much worse than a stranger telling you you can't do something, right? Because I believe, for me at least, a stranger tells me I can't do something, it fuels me. A family member or a relative, close friend tells me you can't do something, different feel. Well, wait a minute. You care about me, and you're telling me I can't do it. So do I now put more weight on what you are saying to me because you know we have a relationship or you care about me should I should I put more weight on that do I now not trust myself do I now take my passion and say well wait a minute 
you know me better than I know me? I say absolutely not. I don't care. You know, you, you hear that cliche phrase all the time. You know me better than I know myself. Bullshit. Only you know you. And regardless of what somebody says to you, you know you. I don't care if it's a friend, a family, a father, a mother, a brother, a sister, wife, husband, whatever it is, whoever it is telling you. Only you know you. Only you know what you're capable of. Only you know what you are able to do. That person might not mean it. They might not want to hurt you, but they do. It does hurt. It does sting. How are you going to deal with it? Know that you're going to encounter people like that. Know that loved ones are going to criticize what you're doing. Know that loved ones are going to tell you you can't do something and plot that on your trip tick of life and say, here's what's going to happen when I encounter that situation. I'm going to go around that traffic jam. And I'm going to say to myself, okay, it's your opinion. It's not me. It's not my opinion. And no matter how long I have lived with you, been married to you, you've been my mother, my father, my sister, my brother, you don't know me as well as I know me. Only you can make change in your life. Right? How many times have we dealt with situations where a friend, a family member has a substance abuse problem. And even if you just see it on reality television, what, what do you see all the time, whether it's weight loss, alcohol, drugs? You have to help yourself. You can have an intervention. And how many of those things work? What, what is it that people say all the time? Well, you have to be ready to change. You have to hit rock bottom. You have to realize that this is something that you have to do for yourself. Does that make sense? So if that's how it works when you're dealing with a significant substance abuse problem where you have to deal with you, when you're dealing with success in life and business, isn't it true that you have to deal with you? Yeah, absolutely. Okay? You cannot sit back and take what somebody else says to you, even if it is a close loved one family member, they tell you you can't do something? Absolutely not. Only you know you, nobody else. And that's the key to success in life. You've got to be able to deflect, to prepare for, to respond internally to loved ones that tell you you can't do something. And again, I'm going to say that the people on the outside of your, your inner circle that tell you you can't do something, they don't matter as much. You don't know them. You get angry, right? It fuels that fire. You have an old friend from high school that you see on Facebook and they mock what you're doing or they say that you can't succeed. What does that do? Does that make you feel badly about yourself? No. That makes you angry. But when it's your close-knit community, your close friends, family, church you know, friends, whatever it might be, when they tell you you can't do something, different feel, harder, harder hit, and, you know, you're going to backpedal and say, well, maybe I can't do that because this person who loves me said it. But you are the one that has to know you. And you have to be the one to say to yourself, I understand that this person loves me. And I understand that this person has this limiting belief about me. But does that mean that you have to adopt that limiting belief that somebody else has for you? Do you have to accept 
what somebody else sets for you as limitations? No. No. And how do you fend that off? You've got to talk to yourself. You have to spend time dealing with that now before it happens so that when it does happen, you're able to say, I know I can do this. I know that I I believe I have enough passion for what it is that I want to do. I will prove it to myself. I will move forward because I believe in me. When you think about what I said with respect to only you know you, can you honestly tell me that there is anybody else in your life, aside from the creator, or wherever you believe you came from. I like that show, Ancient Aliens. Maybe you believe you came from the Anunnaki. I don't know. But wherever you believe you came from, and whoever your creator is, aside from him or her, or it, or whatever, is there anybody out there that can say to me, I believe that this other person in my life knows me better than I know me? Can you honestly say that? Because that's a bunch of crap. Nobody knows you better than you. Nobody knows what you're capable of. Is affecting change in your life easy? No. Is success easy? No. We talked about this earlier in the week. Success is hard. Success through social media, passive income, hard, hard work, not easy. Is belief in yourself easy? No. But you have to be able to deal with those roadblocks on that triptych of life. Know that people are going to criticize you. And you have to say, you have your limiting belief. Fine, but it's not going to affect me. And you know, it's hard because I hear it often from spouses. You know, maybe um, you've got a a man or a woman who started a business or, or left a job to become an entrepreneur and their spouse says to them, you never should have done that. Things aren't going as well as I would like. I don't have security. I'm afraid. Um, You know, you were better off when you were working with somebody else. You were better off when you were getting a paycheck. You know, where is that coming from? Well, maybe it's it's their own fears. Maybe it's their own, um, you know, level of, of, or lack of, I should say, confidence. Maybe in themselves, maybe in life, maybe they have their own issues. But you can't be a success in life or business when you let somebody else's insecurities or limiting beliefs about you affect you to the point where you won't do it. You won't move forward with what you want to do. So, you know, I I talk to people, especially spouses, who will say to me, listen, I know you're not a psychiatrist or a psychologist. But um, out there, um, but you know, I need your help because and here's what's going on. My business is not as successful as quickly as I would like it to be, and I'm doing all these things. Why is it not working? Why is it not helping me? And you know, I've got this this wife or this husband, and they're they're nagging me, and they're saying, you know, it was so much better when you worked for somebody else. How do I deal with that? How do I make my business better faster so that I can? Appease my spouse or significant other. There's, there's no answer to that. You know what the answer is? Let your spouse or significant other have that limiting belief. You have to understand as an entrepreneur 
or as somebody who is going to go out and start their own business who is married, that regardless of what level of support you've seen from your spouse or your loved one, you are going to have a time in that relationship where your business isn't going exactly as you would like and you are going to frighten your significant other. And that fear or disappointment or whatever it might be is generally going to result in your significant other saying something out of fear, out of ignorance, out of um, self-doubt, out of, of whatever it might be that affects you. You know, that's when that comment comes out, oh, you shouldn't have gone out on your own. Oh, you shouldn't have started your own business. Oh, this is going to be too hard. Oh, I'm worried all the time. That's where that comes from. And, and I'm not downplaying what your spouse believes because that's what they believe. But they don't know you as well as you know you. They can't tell you what to believe about yourself, right? You want to do something. Bring yourself back to the five, six, seven, eight-year-old you where your family said to you, you can be whatever you want to be. Little Johnny, you want to be an astronaut? Sure. Time period between being a child and then, you know, the harsh realities of life as a young adult, teenager, young adult, into your 20s. Don't let that affect you. Okay? Know it's coming. Know it's there. Know that you still have that ability to do what it is that you want to do. Things don't just happen to you. Money doesn't fall from the sky. You have to work hard at it. You have to be hard working. You have to be a pusher, a go-getter. But if that's you, and, and you know, you're going to go out and you're going to say, I believe in myself. I'm going to start this company. I'm going to start this business. I'm going to start this online business, this career. I'm going to write a book. I'm going to be an accountant. I'm going to go out and start my own law firm. I'm going to be an actor. I'm going to be a, a chef. Then if you believe that, and that's something that you're passionate about, there's nothing that should stop you. Know that there are going to be people in your family that, that, that don't agree with you that you're going to be a success. But know that you are because you're going to put the time in, the effort, the hard work. You're going to have those internal conversations with yourself. And when doubt creeps in, which it will, right? Don't be stupid and think that you can power through and, and live a life doubt-free. Not going to happen. You're going to have doubt. Acknowledge that reality of life. Acknowledge the reality that you're going to have fear, that you're going to have people critical of you. You're going to have people criticizing you. Acknowledge that at some point in your life, you are going to have people that want to knock you down because of your success, because of your confidence in yourself, because of your ability to believe in what you're doing. And sometimes it's people that are closest to you. Maybe you'll have a, 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 a sibling, a sister, a brother that is jealous because you have more than they do. And even though they love you, we're all people, right? We're all humans. They'll say something to knock you down, to hurt you. Be aware of those realities. Be aware of that. Put that on the triptych. You know, draw that big yellow highlighter mark around that. And just know, being aware. You know, when I was a kid, right, there was um, uh, G.I. Joe. Remember the G.I. Joe cartoon back in the 80s? He used to love G.I. Joe. And, um, and, and what was the thing that they used to say at the end of the show? Um, 
knowing is half the battle or something like that. Remember that, that, that slogan? I can't remember. We'll have to look that up. Um, but that's, that's true. You know, knowing is half the battle. If you know that something is a possibility, that something is going to come up, that's half the battle of dealing with it. If you know, and, and again, you know, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying focus on the negative aspects of life. Not at all. What I'm saying is wake up to the realities that are going to hit you in your life. If you decide you're going to go out and go be an entrepreneur, while you are creating your plan in your head as to what you want to do and what your target market is and who your customer base is, also know, just tack on to your list of things that you have to be prepared for, know that you're going to have naysayers, and then some of them are going to be family members, and know that that's going to be a harder hit than somebody who's a stranger that doesn't care about you. Know that that's going to be out there. Know that you don't need to accept the limiting beliefs of somebody that loves you simply because of their own insecurities or fears. Know that you can take that and you can compartmentalize it because you believe in you. You want to know the secret to confidence and building success in yourself are small steps. Doing something gets you somewhere more than doing nothing, taking action, taking action to do something in your day, something in your life. That's where you've got to go, right? You have got to do something to make yourself move forward. You know, taking immediate action. You want to you know, start your day off right, and you think about, I've got to make this phone call, I really don't want to. Remember I gave you that Ryan Sirhan example from that show? He didn't wait till the next day. He did it right away. Called the client, broke the news to him. Okay, dealt with it. Move on. Does it mean you suck? It means you're the worst? No, absolutely not. It is a circumstance. It is a roadblock on your triptych. That is all it is. It does not define you. It does not make you who you are. And nobody else knows you better than you. So you have to be prepared for it, and you can deal with it. When you start that entrepreneurial journey, when you start whatever it might be, let's say you know you, you want to take up horseback riding, or you want to be an actress, and you're, you're 44 years old, and now you decide that you want to go try to be an actress. All right, let's be realistic with that. Do I have as much time at 44 as a 20-year-old would? No. What do I need to do? Let me take those steps. Know that it's a difficult field, but believe in yourself. Don't stop. There are plenty of people. There's a, a new show. I, I watch way too much television. But there's a new show on Bravo. It's a, um, a drama. It, it's a fictional story. Odd Mom Out. And the woman who plays the main character in Odd Mom Out, she was an actress all her life, but this is like her first job, and she's in her 40s. So if you believe in you enough, it can happen. I go back to that Pursuit of Happiness movie. That's from a rags-to-riches success story about a real person. That's probably one of the best out there. It's the best story, this, this you know Chris Gardner story, because it really highlights the importance of being able to compartmentalize the negative criticisms of loved ones and saying, I believe in me, 
regardless of what ups and downs I'm going to deal with. You know, so I think that um, we can do whatever we set our minds to. We can be whatever we want to be. And that the only limitations that are out there are the limitations that we impose on ourselves or the limitations that we allow others to set for us. And while I love my family and I love them more than anything, I know that I know me better. And I know that when somebody in my family tells me you can't do something, I'll acknowledge their opinion, but I don't accept it. Because I know me better. As a, as a lawyer, for example, when I have a trial and I have a case and I believe in my position and you have another expert witness on the stand and that person is refuting or, or um, you know, rebutting the testimony of your expert witness. Could you imagine what a crappy lawyer I would be if, I, as I'm, I'm cross-examining the expert witness for the other side, I'm saying to myself, oh, maybe he's right. You have to believe in the face of opposition, in yourself, in your case, in your story, in your life, and in you. And you can't get that belief from other people. That fake confidence that comes from somebody patting you on the back and saying you did a good job, you know, that's not the stepping stone for you. It is the internal goal setting and achievement that you accomplish every day. You know, it sounds stupid, but when you wake up on Saturday and you plan out your day and you know you're going to go to the dry cleaner and you're going to go to the grocery store, when you accomplish those tasks, isn't there some part of you that feels satisfaction? Isn't there some part of you that says, oh, got all that done? Isn't that a form of confidence and belief in yourself, isn't it? I mean, it sounds silly and stupid, right? Oh, I went to the grocery store, big deal. But when you've got that list of things to do and you accomplish them, don't you feel, some people will say relief, some people will say accomplished, some people will say confident or able to do something. Don't you feel that? Even something as simple as knocking off, ticking off those, those lists of, of chores you do on a weekend. It's the same thing in daily life. Same thing in business. Wake up every morning. Think about what you want to accomplish that day. Make a mental checklist for yourself. Some people like to write it down. Go for it. You don't want to write it down. You do it in your head. Know what you want to accomplish that day. Don't start a day without a flight plan. Would you ever get on an airplane not knowing the destination? Unless I won some kind of major contest somewhere and I knew I was going to a tropical island, but I just didn't know which one, I would not get on an airplane without knowing where I'm going. So why start your day without knowing where you're going? Know what you want to do that day, even if it is only one element of what you want to do that day. Know what you want to do, and then lay out how you're going to do it, one step at a time. You want to go to the dry cleaner on Saturday? Don't you know internally what you're going to do? I'm going to gather up the clothes. I'm going to get my car keys, my license. I'm going to move out of the house. I'm going to get into the car. I'm going to turn the car. Don't you know that? That's your roadmap, right? But it's, 
it, it's in, it's just so instantaneous. It's so ingrained into us that that's, we know what to do. Your body takes over. It's autopilot. But you know what? You can't be on autopilot all the time because on autopilot all the time, that's when you let your brain absorb the negativity that comes from people who love you. And isn't that crazy? Isn't that like a dichotomy? You've got somebody who loves you telling you you can't do something. Somebody who loves you that has negativity. Somebody that loves you that doesn't believe in you. Right? It's, it's like diametrically opposed. But it's not what should define you. It is somebody's opinion. Yes, they love you, but it's somebody's opinion. Yes, they care about you. But maybe it stems from somebody else's limiting belief in their, themselves or their own life or their own lack of confidence. Don't give up on what you believe you can do simply because a close friend or family member tells you it's not going to work. Keep going. Be smart about what you're doing. Make sure that if something's not working, that you make the adjustments, that you look at what you're doing and be honest with yourself because nothing's more important than being honest with yourself. But, you know, if you're honest with yourself and you are, are able to prepare for and deal with the negativity from others, especially family members, you are going to be able to accomplish what it is that you set your mind to. Are there certain things you might not be good at? Yes. And can you acknowledge them honestly and, and know that this is a weakness, this is a strength? Yes. And does that mean that you shouldn't have confidence in yourself? No. Does that mean that any of the limiting beliefs that are set for you by other people, you should agree with? No. No. Look at the successes in our lives. Look at the people that you see. Look at that guy who was on Dancing with the Stars, that soldier who came back from war with no arm and no leg. How many people said to him, you can't do this? How many people said to him, you can't walk ever again? How many people said to him, you're never going to be able to lead a normal life? If that guy heard that and let it sink in or, or let, it, let it sunk in, you know, would he be there on Dancing with the Stars? No. No. So what's the difference between somebody that fights through limiting beliefs and does what they believe that they could do? What is the difference? You know what the difference is? The difference is the discussion that they have with themselves. Oh, Aunt Sally says I can't do this. Oh, my wife says that this isn't working. Oh, my husband says that I, I don't have what it takes to go out on my own. Okay. Do they know you as well as you know you? And I'm going to just stick with my opinion that they don't. Only you know you. So you must take those steps to move your life forward because you believe in you. Make small successes happen for yourself. People are not going to make successes happen for you. If you want to do something, you have to take the affirmative steps. If you want to bake a cake, don't you have to buy the ingredients? Don't you have to mix it? Don't you have to put it in the oven? If you want to be an entrepreneur, you have to take the steps to do it. If you want to be a successful business owner, you have to take the steps to do that. You cannot rely on other people. You cannot depend on other people because other people, regardless of how much they love you, will disagree with you at some point, will be jealous of you at some point, will have their own limiting beliefs, 
will have their own lack of confidence, will have their own self-doubt issues that they will inevitably present to you. And they don't always mean it. They don't try to hurt you. They don't try to harm you. They don't try to make you feel badly about yourself. Yet, if you are not prepared for that, if that's not on your triptych, then when that happens, you're going to be knocked off your butt. You're going to hit that brick wall and you're going to say, I can't do what I wanted to do. So that's going to do it for today. Um, Thanks to all of you who tuned in. I know, again, that we had um, a guest scheduled today. And like I said at the top of the show, when um, we're on live media, things happen and people's schedules get uh, turned around and we have to do our best to deal with situations like that. So anybody who was expecting the interview, I apologize. We are in the process of trying to reschedule it. I do hope that the time that we spent together today um, helped. I think that, you know, I I wanted to say a lot, and I know this was a very long broadcast today, but I, I really do hope that you can take away something from you know, quite honestly, my own experience. And and I'm not just making this up out of something I read. I mean, this is my own internal belief through my own experiences. And, you know, just want to make sure that, you know, while we didn't have the interview on leadership and, and management today, that you still took away something from this, because that's really what I'm hope hoping that that, you know, this show does that it gives you some insight into business, into law, into personal development, because all these things are interrelated. You cannot be a successful business person, entrepreneur, business owner, employee, if you don't, or if you're not a successful person. And what makes a successful person is what you believe about yourself. Market Slayer, I just want to answer your question. Um, We at UTL Radio, we we do a a four-day-a-week program. 10 o'clock Eastern time every week. And um, we have a different show every day. So if you go to utlradio.com, it, it has a show schedule. We're actually, as long as um, you know, I'm wrapping up, I want to mention, we have a brand new website that's going to be launched by the end of the week. It's still going to be utlradio.com, but it is a completely revamped and updated website. And we're going to start having um, some some really, really high-quality stuff coming out of the website. Um, I, I know that one of the things that we've talked about, because let me just give you the, the quick rundown. Um, Mark Slayer, who is joining us on uh, Meerkat, uh, for those of you who are, are listening to this podcast or uh, watching live on YouTube Live, we're also streaming on Meerkat. Uh, Mondays, we do a um, weekly review. It's a business and legal weekly review. We look at news stories and things that have happened, court cases and developments. We talk about them and apply a practical approach to them, and it's myself and and my co-host, Bob Hughes. On Tuesdays, we do a live business and legal Q&A where we take your questions, whether it's about business or law, and we answer them. We sometimes have guests that help us. Um, On Wednesdays, we are going to be starting a brand-new show called On a Different Note, and it is a business law and music show, which is kind of cool because we're going to be featuring an artist, a musician, 
and we are going to be talking to that person about their experiences as an artist, yet also tied in with business and law and what we can learn from them. And then on Thursdays, we do the Understanding Business Show, which is today, where we typically have a, um, a guest, and we try to get on high-profile guests. We had um, 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 a bunch of people uh, who have been on recently. We had Captain Lee from Bravo. We had Captain Lee Abershoff, who was the commander of the USS Benfold, Matt Roloff. Um, we've had a, a ton of people. Uh, Kimberly Guilfoyle from Fox News. So that's what the Thursday show is about. We're eventually going to move into a Friday show as well. But the whole premise behind UTL Radio, the whole premise behind the show, is to give you some insight into your own personal development, business, and law. Like I said, all interrelated. And every day we take on a different show and that has a different topic. But they're all connected. So when we do an understanding business show like today and we're talking to a guest, we want to know what advice, what information we can gather from that person and how we can take that and apply it to our own lives. On the Monday show, you know, when we're talking about the week in review, we want to learn from the experiences of others, whether it was a court case or whether it was something that happened in the news. Um, we want to learn about that so that we can apply it to ourselves, the same question and answer in the music. So uh, it is going to be a five-day-a-week show very soon. Right now it's a four-day-a-week show website to be relaunched on Friday of this week. That's tomorrow with any luck. Uh, again, you know, things happen and, and that's on my, my trip tick. I know that there's going to be road bumps and things aren't going to happen as we do, but um, we're going to do the best that we can. So check out the new site once it's up. You can still go to the existing site, utilradio.com. And, uh, but the new site's going to show you all of the upcoming guests. It's going to give you access to um, a lot of uh, new, fresh content. So that's the purpose of this show. And hopefully this was helpful to somebody out there. I mean, listen, even if somebody out there takes away one small point from what I said today or, you know, they, um, you know, heard my opinion and maybe it, it strikes a chord, it strikes a nerve, it, it makes them become a better entrepreneur, a better person, maybe gives them a little bit of motivation to go out and to start that company that you wanted to do or to quit your job and, and, and become an entrepreneur, start an online business, whatever it might be. Even if it was just a little bit of encouragement, then I feel like I've done my job because that's what I want to do here. You know, the show in general is about making people better at what they can do and breaking down a lot of the, the stigmas behind business and law. You know, I talk about it all the time. I, I can't stand, I hate to say it, if any of you out there are lawyers, I, I can't stand most lawyers. And I am one, and that's, you know, that's a problem because I don't like the way that lawyers deal with people. I don't like the fact that it's like that, I, I use this example all the time, but it's like the, remember the old magician show on Fox that was a big controversy because the, the magician, the masked magician, wanted to give away secrets of the, the, the magician community, and he had, like, death threats and stuff. I feel the same way, in a way. Not that I have death threats, and I prefer to keep it that way. Um, but what I'm talking about is kind of breaking through and giving you guys out there the ability to learn a little bit about representing yourself, handling legal things, dealing with businesses, starting your own business, becoming an entrepreneur, and I really want to give you valuable information. 
So um, hopefully, hopefully I've accomplished that, and hopefully um, I've made a few new friends and fans out there. Thanks to everybody who has been joining me throughout this really long broadcast on Meerkat. Um, I've been talking all week, and um, you know I, I've explained that Meerkat's something that we're kind of working on, and it seems like we've been getting a, a pretty good reaction. So we're going to keep doing it. I want to thank everybody who is uh, is, is a repeat fan, and um, and believe me, I, I really truly appreciate it. To all of you who are listening at a later date, downloading this through iTunes, you know, your continued support is something that really means a lot to me. And, um, you know, it just, uh, it's it's very, very um, nice to know that I'm able to give a little bit of myself to people and, um, you know, that, that maybe, maybe, maybe you can take something away from my experiences and, and make yourself better. Um, I think I might need glasses, but, uh, WPC guy who just joined us on Meerkat, um, he's, he's talking about the, uh, Supreme Court decision that was just announced. I, I got a little thing from CNN. Thanks for mentioning that. Um, we're going to talk about that on Monday's show, which is the week in review. And clearly this is a, uh, um, a big enough ruling concerning the Affordable Care Act that that we're going to mention that on Monday, but I want to thank you for, uh, mentioning that today and for being here with us. And um, that's going to do it. It's going to do it for this show. So, again, before I sign off, I just want to, again, apologize for the fact that we had an issue with the guests today, and we're going to get them back on, and we're going to uh, have that interview happen. And I want to thank you all for be will- being willing to adapt to change and to, um, you know, disappointment and still having hopefully a good show. Thanks for sticking around and for being here. Thanks for all your comments and feedback. Any questions that you might have about the show, about any of the topics that we discussed, any comments, questions, anything that you might need, topics that you want discussed, you can reach us at so many different uh, avenues. You can go to utlradio.com. There is an email address, info at utlradio.com. You can leave comments on... um, uh, YouTube. You can leave me a message on Twitter. However you want to contact me, please do it. And um, really want to extend my, my heartfelt thanks and appreciation to all of the new fans and, and new friends that I've made. And I hope to see you all uh, during every broadcast and every show. So for those of you on Meerkat, by the way, if this interview had moved forward, you probably wouldn't have heard the interview. And And while um, you know, it's still sad that we didn't have it. Hopefully it was a good show. I am working on a solution that would allow what we hear through the switchboard with guests to come through to Meerkat. So still working on that solution. Hopefully we'll have that soon. Thought I had it figured out, but I didn't. All right, that's going to do it for me today. I will be back on Monday with my co-host Bob Hughes talking about um, the week in review and talking about some of those court decisions. Uh, Let me just give you a quick heads up as to what's going on next week. So Monday, we've got Week in Review. Tuesday, we've got uh, Business and Legal Q&A Live. Wednesday is going to be the first show. Can you believe Wednesday is July 1st? Wednesday is going to be the first show of uh, On a Different Note, and that's that music, business, and law show that I was talking about. 
And we have uh, Nate Maingard. Check him out. Look him up. Nate Maingard, M-A-I-N-G-A-R-D. And he is a musician who has created his own album, who has promoted himself, who has sort of fucked the entire music industry system. And we're going to talk to him, uh, which is really going to be exciting. Then next Thursday, we have uh, the author of Time Management Magic, Lee Cockrell, who is a former executive vice president of operations at Walt Disney World. He's going to be on the show, and he's going to be talking to us about management and leadership and his time at Disney and what we can learn from him. So that's going to be next week's schedule. So uh, by the end of tomorrow, the new site will be up, and you're going to be able to, to check that and, and you know get the link so that you can be with me during those shows. Um, you might see a couple glitches and things that we're going to try to work out, but I'd rather launch the site now than wait so that you guys have uh, have something to look at. So that will hopefully be up by tomorrow, so you can check that out. You can then go back and check the schedule for next week because I don't want you to miss it. There's a lot of good things. Also want to mention to you, if any of you have business or legal questions that you would like answered, you can do a number of things. You can call, email, text, tweet, however you want to do it, uh, but you also have the option of going onto utlradio.com and clicking the Ask Your Question tab or Ask a Question tab on the site, and you can record your question directly into your computer. Um, there's a button. It's, it, it's a widget, I believe, provided by SpeakPipe. You know, you just ask your question, and then I get notification of your question. And uh, if you want, we play it live on the air. If you don't want, we'll just answer the question. Sometimes people have legal questions that they want answered, and they don't want specifics of their story um, to be spoken about over the air. So we change it around. But uh, it helps us as a community to understand some legal issues that maybe we're all facing. Uh, maybe something that we've experienced, but we didn't want to ask, or we didn't know how to ask, or we didn't know who to ask. And, and that's what the legal Q&A show on Tuesdays is about. So feel free to submit your questions. You know, it's, it's time that lawyers are, spend some time with people and are willing to give them some advice because you know what? I am a firm believer that you need a lawyer for some things, but there's a lot that you can do on your own. And there is nothing wrong with a lawyer being willing to, to give you that information so that you can go out and do things on your own. Because I, I think that, that transparency and honesty is one of the tenements of good business. I think that that's something we talked about it. I believe it was yesterday. Uh, all the days just mesh into one. But um, we talked about honesty and being honest with others and with yourself. And uh, I still stand by that belief. So that's going to do it. We're moving in on like an hour and 45 minutes. So I'm sorry this has been so long. Um, I do talk a lot. But thank you again for being with me. That's going to do it for today. Have a great rest of your day today. Have a great Friday and weekend. I will see you back on Monday for Business and Legal Week and Review. Thanks again. Talk to you soon.
The iPhone XR is here at T-Mobile, and there's a whole lot to love. Like taking those perfect new year, new you portrait mode selfies you're going to share. Nice. It's the best way to stay connected to everyone you'll heart most in 2019. So get ready to fall in love with iPhone XR on T-Mobile, the most loved in wireless. Call 1-800-T-MOBILE to learn more or visit a store today. Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.